Hello and welcome to a very special episode of All Villa No Filler. It's our end of year review where we'll be celebrating and commiserating the highs and lows of the 2021 season. We'll also get out our collective crystal balls and look ahead to next season, which will no doubt see Villa win the Premier League and Super Jack become Sir Jack Grealish of Sully Hull. So forget about your Oscars and your Emmys. This is the award show that really matters. But before we start passing out the prizes, let's check in with the other two lifelong villains joining me on the show. Firstly, Roshiman Donsa, how are you? Very good evening to you, George. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And Frankie Maguire, welcome aboard. It's nice to be here with my sunburn. Incredible. <laughs> as soon as the sun comes out, I get Frank, the burn. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, let's hear about your sunburn. Come on, because I can, I can see oh. you. You're looking slightly reddish in the It really brings out the mullet, actually. It, it yeah. does. I am the palest person in the world. Um, and so anytime the sun appears, um, I get very excited every year. I'm like, yes, finally I can go out in the warm get the sun and then when I get back I'm like oh yeah I'm super red now um I think the worst that ever happened to me was at Glastonbury about five years ago and uh, I, I honestly the sunburn I got at Glastonbury on my face was just absurd like I turned into an <laughs> attack of the killer tomatoes and uh, <laughs> went back into work on Monday and everyone looked at me like oh are you okay what happened <laughs> you're right is there something wrong with you have you are you, are you allergic to something I was like no just got the worst sunburn ever. So I've just repeated that mistake yet again, forgetting that I am Irish. So, you know, the sun doesn't agree with me all the time. Well, Rasheen, as, as, as another person with Irish heritage, how have you find, found the Quite the, uh, the opposite for me. Sun's out, guns out. And by that, I mean, I'm vaccinated. Boom, straight in the arm. Nice. Into every single pub, into every single restaurant. I am loving this bank holiday weekend. And uh, it has occurred to me that Chelsea being champions of Europe and us having beaten Chelsea most recently technically makes us the best team in Europe. At least Europe. Right? Yeah. If not the world. Yeah. No, I was thinking the same and thing. When we, did, when we beat Liverpool, well, okay, when, when if we'd have stopped after the one goal um, and our young boys would have, would have, you know, done the double over Liverpool, we'd done the FA Cup, in the league, everything, um, then we would have beaten the world champions as well. So we really would have been the best team in the world, right? That's the best way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's, that's a very good, yeah. very good logic there. Yeah, Rasheen. thank you. I like logic. to think of myself as a, as a very logical person. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really on a high. Vaccinated, loving life, sun's out, I'm on half term, and I support the best football team in the world, which we all already knew, didn't we? Yeah, we true. did, we did. Oh, what a, what a, oh, wow, God, that's really, what an uplifting start to the programme. <laughs> this is what we like to hear. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, no, me too. I've been enjoying the sun. Um, as I'm sure our listeners are aware by now, I live in Wales. The sun, sunshine is at a premium in this part of the world. So when I stumbled out into the sunlight this morning, it was a bit like, you know, that scene in 28 Days Later where the guy wakes up and he's sort of stumbling around London. He doesn't really know what, sort of what's going on because everyone's disappeared. It was sort of that level of confusion that I had on my face. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, that was what good. everyone looked like when Frankie came into work with that sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something similar. Um, Right, okay then. Well, it's time to talk about this season. A bit like Jon Snow's story arc in Game of Thrones. Started off intriguing and exciting, but ended up with us all scratching our heads. <laughs> uh, Rasheen, how would you sum it up? 
Um, I mean, I don't know where I can go after that. I think that I think you've done pretty well there. Um, and do you know what? We've said it a million times. It, we all had that initial, oh my God, we're amazing. We're going to do this, that, the other. Then we had the real dip. Um, but kind of the whole time, you just had to keep it in your head, didn't you? If you'd have given us 11th last season, after the season we had, and the, the three seasons before that, and actually the, you know, 10,000 seasons before that, um, you'd have absolutely taken it. Um, I think it's been a fantastic season. I think brilliant signings, great kind of cohesion, great progression from the boys that have been there, um, you know, for a couple of years. And, you know, just, I, I think just a real positive season with you're right a bit of a dip um but but what a difference those last couple of games made as well and as we have discussed all is marvelous that ends marvelous <laughs> um so from me i think it's been i think it's been a great season and i think it shows real progression frankie would you concur did i hear you mention game of thrones john snow john snow the white walkers are coming um, well, a bit like Jon Snow's story arc, it started really well, sort of died in the middle, and then we came back to life. Although, spoiler alert there, sorry about that, guys. Um, <laughs> if you're watching Game of Thrones, sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic start. Um, carrying on the excitement of the end of the season before when we stayed up. Um, but then, obviously, Super Jack got injured, and the COVID break in the middle, which I think we kind of overlooked a little bit, that really affected us for a while, um, but then we towards the end of the season, I think we it could have. I think had we lost against Spurs and Chelsea in the last two games, I'd have felt a pretty negative feeling actually, and been like, you know, that's a really disappointing way to have ended the season. But you know, beat Chelsea, um, so therefore technically Champions League winners, as you say, um, Rogine beat Spurs away, um, showed some really positive performances, I thought. Um, but I think that where it sort of went downhill a little bit in the middle, what that actually does, and we've said it before, is it gives us a good um, sense of where we need to improve in this transfer window. Um, it gives us a good sense of how we can improve next season. And as you said, Roisin, you know, to be in 11th, I think it's disappointing we finished behind Arsenal and Leeds, particularly after we did the double over Arsenal. But um, I'm not going to complain too much. We got over 50 points. 11th place and it's put, set us up really nicely to push on next season and next season is when I really think we can go for Europe. Yeah, I, I think I think this season was all about sort of consolidation, wasn't it really? Ultimately, um, you know, the way it ended last season where we were at the bottom end of the table, the, almost the entire um, course of the season to then find ourselves, you know, pushing for Europe in the early stages of this season and okay, yeah, we had a dip in form after, after Grealish's injury finding ourselves finishing in, in mid-table again. Yeah, as you say, Frankie, disappointing. We finished behind um, Arsenal and, and, and Leeds because, you know, we, you know, you always want to finish above teams like that. I think particularly Leeds as well. They seem to be become our um, <laughs> quite strong rivals, weirdly, in, in recent seasons, I think. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. It was, a, it was a season where we've built, we've improved, and hopefully next season um, we'll push on, push on again. Well, now let's talk about our prestigious All Villa No Filler Awards, which will no doubt go on the mantelpieces of every single Aston Villa player who's lucky enough to win one. Are they also invited to Nando's with us? 
Why not? Yeah, I say, yeah. I say the more the more the merrier, you know, COVID regulations permitting. Let's get, let's get <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got numbers. to choose the three that we, we want with us, really, with the rule of six, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Super Jack and Tara Ming sneaking out of the England camp to go up to Nando's. It's very old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think we could we could persuade them. Um, so we're gonna, you know what? We're gonna start with the big one. I reckon. Let's let's start off. Let's start off big. So let's start off with the player of the season, uh, Frankie. If I start with you first of all, who deserves such a prestigious award? Oh, do you, do you know this is a, it's a real tough one. This um, Jack Grealish has just been nominated for player of the season in the Premier League, which is a fantastic achievement. And I think do you know what? If he hadn't got injured. I think he was on course to win it. I think he was the best player in the league this um, in the first half of the season, personally. He raised Villa's levels to just an amazing, amazing standard. His chance creation, um, his ball domination, the way he dribbles, the fouls he wins. He's just an absolutely phenomenal player. He's one of the best players in the world. And I think he... Um, I think he would have won player of the season in the Premier League if he'd not got that injury and been out for a while. And I think for that reason, I just think whilst Jack is our best player and probably and was our best player this season, I'm, I'm quite tempted to go for someone who I think has um, played all season. And so I'm going to go for Emmy Martinez. Uh, he had a just, I think the goalkeeper is such a hard position to get right. Top clubs really struggle to fill that position. You know, even the very best clubs struggle to fill it. And we, how we got him from Arsenal for 15 million quid is just beyond me because he's a world-class goalkeeper. There's not many keepers in the world I'll take over him, if any. Um, I think he could play for anyone. He, he is the, he's a big part of why our defence was so strong this year. He um, equaled the record for clean sheets. Um, He's, he's, and he's an amazing character. When he's made that save against Chelsea, jumped up and pumped his fist chest to the crowd. Loved it. Um, mm. He's a really positive character and he's been a fantastic player. Um, big big shout out to Matt Target, Esri Concer as well, and Ollie Watkins. I think they were great. Jack Grealish probably would have won it, you know, and I think he was our best player, obviously. But I think I'm just going to go for Emmy Martinez. Emmy Martinez. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think yeah, he's... To come in, you know, as a new signing and, and you know, effectively he was Arsenal's number two for countless uh, seasons and how that happened is a complete mystery to me when you see how good he is now um yeah no he's been a fantastic uh, a fantastic signing possibly our, our best signing we've made in a number of seasons but um Roisin, where do you where do you sit on the player of the season fence? I too had a bit bit of a deliberation about about Super Jack, um, and I kind of I I think I made the same decision as Frankie is. He is the best player, and he's amazing when he's there. But he wasn't there all season, um, so I have gone for somebody that helped with those fifteen clean sheets. Um, that is absolutely there at the centre of everything, um, and it's becoming more and more of a presence. I think that Emmy Martinez at the back is 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 really really vocal, and he's a really really strong pair of hands. But he can't do it all. So right in front of him, my player of the season. We discussed him the other week. I gave him a nine out of ten. I think I gave him a nine and a half out of ten, actually. I think you did. Um, my player of the season is the wonderful, the ever competent, the ever safe Esri the Rock Conza. Um, I think he is absolutely phenomenal, and I think I think kind of understated somehow as a player. Um, but I just. He never makes a mistake. The man is the man is absolutely fantastic. Um, and and as I say, yes, 
I probably would have given it to, to Jack Grealish if he played every game, but he didn't. And Esri Cons was there, and Esri Cons was absolutely phenomenal. So my award's going to him. Yeah, I mean, he he has uh, improved. I think between him and Matt Target, they've both improved um, dramatically uh, this season from from last season. It's it's a uh, it's a bit of a travesty, really, that Conte hasn't been called up to the England squad at least some point. If if not to the to to compete in the Euros, obviously we we know the squad now, and he we'll be talking about that later on. But um, but for him not to be called up to the England squad at some point during the season is 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 remarkable, given how. Incredible. He's he's just so so calm, so authoritative on the ball for someone who's so young, someone who's who, you know who's new to the Premier League, who started off, you know, lower down the leagues and, and made his name at Brentford. He wasn't as as we've said in previous shows the first choice uh, coming into last season. It was it was Mings and, and Bjorn Engels, and Engels has sort of <laughs> sort of completely disappeared really from the <laughs> from the squad and and uh, Conte's come in and um, he is he you're right he's completely uh, reliable. He's dependable. He's exactly the sort of player that we need to sort of build the rest of the team around, really. Um, so, yeah, we're very lucky to have him in the in the team, and I'm sure he'll continue to improve. Um, moving on, then to moment of the season. There's been a few. There's been a few moments of the season. Rasheen, which 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 moment stands out for you? Seven two. Come on, yeah. that was at. Absolutely phenomenal. That was the the best moment ever. And I think earlier in the day, there'd been, what, a 6-1 or whatever. Spurs, I think, were involved in some sort of hammering of another team. And and I remember going, going up and thinking... Well, that can't be beaten, can it? And then boom, along come the mighty Villa. Um, incredible. Um, what a moment. A, a hat-trick for Ollie Watkins. Just everybody was so on it. And they all looked... They were they were so good. They were so cohesive and such a force, and and they made Liverpool look like you know the, the tin pot team that they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just utter elation. Um, it was it was thrilling. It was wonderful, um, and it was everything you want in a football match. And you know, give them a couple of, of consolation goals, fine. Who cares when you are scoring seven absolute beauties? Um, past past a team like Liverpool, um, it was such a team effort, and it was just oh, it was brilliant. It was great, stunning, wasn't it, um, Frankie? I I I don't know if you can really look past this particular moment, but you know, is there is there anything else that stands out in your mind, or is that the, is that the one for you? For me, it was our nil nil draw with Burnley at home. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, actually. Funny, you get something really inspiring about that game. Uh, no, I mean it. Has to be the seven-two, doesn't it? I think if you look through this season, and there's been a lot of really good moments, um, but that's just going to be there forever, isn't it? I mean, there's a famous five-one victory we got over Liverpool uh, in 1977, which Jamie Carragher mentioned on commentary during the seven-two. Um, but uh, this was just um, the most surreal day of football I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, Spurs winning six-one at Old Trafford. Jamie Carragher posting a funny photo of Gary Neville after it. And then <laughs> straight after, Aston Villa going batter, the reigning champions. Jürgen, managed by Jürgen Klopp, one of the great managers in the world. Fantastic Liverpool team. And to go and beat them 7-2 like that. And to be 5-1 up after, what, like 50 minutes or something. It was just, just a day where it was just an absolute joy to be an Aston Villa fan. Um, we don't get a lot of those. So... Um, <laughs> No, I think that was an iconic day and one we'll never, ever forget. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just an unbelievable performance. I remember watching it in my, in my front room and my partner and her, um, 
her mum were in the kitchen and I was just screaming every five minutes it felt like and they were, and they were coming in and going are you okay I was like, you you do not understand what is happening we are we are be- we are smashing Liverpool I was in the pub and you couldn't stand up at the time so it's kind of like splat the rat like everybody would like <laughs> there'd be a goal and then someone would stand up get excited and then the waitresses would come over like oh no you can't stand up because then it's like sit down again then we score three minutes time <laughs> every time we got forward yeah. we just scored um just just an unbelievable (laughs) game um shout out to louis barry's goal in the fa cup um that was the other moment this season where i literally stood up you know got off my seat to celebrate because that was just an incredible moment beating arsenal 3-0 at the emirates um another incredible performance uh again at the start of the season it sort of tailed off towards the middle to end (laughs) of the season but listen all great moments but you're right i agree the moment of the season was surely uh, 7-2 against uh, the champions of uh, England and the world, Liverpool at Villa Park. Uh, what a moment. Um, so we scored a lot of goals in that particular game. Um, seven, if you weren't listening. Um, <laughs> just to remind everyone again. Um, but, but goals, we scored a lot of them. What was your goal of the season, uh, Frankie? Now, it could be one that just meant a lot or one that was a, you know, an absolute jackhammer. Mm. or well worked got what 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 goal kind of really well, did it for you i was tempted to give it to anwar el ghazi for the goal against crystal palace where he kind of hit it from the edge of the area across the keeper into top corner it was a really unusual and really exceptional finish for a player who was going through a purple patch and obviously i love anwar's story i'm a player who um you know had to leave social media because of abuse and somebody who you know struggled last season at times to come into this season and have such a great year um, get double figures for goals, be a really integral part of our, you know, contributed so many points to us from, from his goals. Um, it was fantastic for him. But I think, I think my favourite goal was probably um, the Ollie Watkins header against Arsenal. Um, where, I mean, there was a couple of really good goals in that game. But the, it was a long ball forward from Douglas Louise. Ross Barkley volleyed it back across the area and Ollie Watkins headed it in. It was just a fantastically well-worked goal, I think. Um, it's not one I've seen mentioned too many times, actually, as in goal of the season for Villa. Um, but I, I, th- I think that's probably my favourite. And partly as well, because not only was it a fantastic goal, um, and, but also, yeah, you know, as you just said, winning 3-0 at the Emirates. I mean, Arsenal were a real bogey team for us for a long time, like Man United have been. Like, we haven't beaten them in a long, long time. Um, so, uh, well, obviously we beat them at the tail end of last season, but in recent times we've beaten them like three times in a row now. But before that, it, it, we very rarely beaten Arsenal. So to go there and win three 0 like that and score a goal like that um, was just amazing. Yeah, that was a good goal. I mean, the goal that stood out for me in that game was actually the one mm. where Martinez uh, threw it out to Grealish and Grealish mm. ran down the wing um, yeah. and fed it to Watkins. That was a, that was another excellent goal in that game. Um, Rasheen, uh, what, uh, what, what was the goal that made it for you? Well, you've already mentioned it, George. I have oh. picked a bit of a, a, bit of a left field one. Um, and I have gone with the young boy wonder, Louis Barry, scoring in the mm. FA Cup. I think that you said it's, you know, it's not just about working. It could be about emotion. And I don't know if any of our listeners have noticed, but I, 
I do work somewhat with my emotion in the decisions <laughs> that I make on this show. Um, and <laughs> I just think that that goal typifies this in this year, uh, this pandemic and this team at the moment. I just think it just says everything. We were in a, you know, we were in a real place with the team being off um, FA Cup. We want something. Okay, let's give these kids a chance. Let's put the academy boys in. And, and there's such a buzz about this 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 amazing team at the moment. Um, like we've said before, we're investing in the women. We're investing in the youth. We invest in the community. In you know absolutely huge amounts um and we put them on and honestly i wasn't expecting anything and for a young local lad who loves this team to go out and score that against the champions of the world um you know let's not let's not take anything away from him here um i just i, I just imagine him and his family and his friends and his whole city it's just it just for me is everything that this team and this this four and and this wonderful city of Birmingham <laughs> is about. Um, so I am giving the goal of the season to a one Louis. Yeah, Bird. yeah. I mean, as we said, it, it, we mentioned obviously in the last category as a moment of the season that was incredible. You know, and it was actually it was a very very good goal in terms of the technique, the finishing of it. Yeah, you, you know, can't take it away from him. No, he was, it was, and he was again a great team he was he was he was and let's not forget that was you know a full an almost full strength uh, Liverpool team that we were playing so what a moment and as we've and as we've seen in the last um well. yeah we've seen we've seen in the last couple of weeks that team have now gone on to list lift the FA Youth Cup um yes, so well it's 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 which again could have gone in moment of the season uh, winning that which came obviously right at the end of the of the season so yeah, fantastic, and and it really really uh, bodes well for um for the future. Really really exciting time. Um, I would um yeah, I would say that. I mean, that was an incredible goal. Brilliant. Shout out to Ross Barkley's goal against Leicester. Um, yeah. that was that was maybe that was the, the pinnacle of uh, his uh, career. <laughs> um, but I but I think where it was, it was away at Leicester. Um, Leicester obviously a very very good side, unlucky not to finish in the Champions League spots this season. And the timing of it, obviously coming in, in injury time, and what a what a goal it was, really. You know, thirty yards out, just right in the bottom corner. Um, so for me, that was good. And a Bertrand Traore's goal against Man United. Yeah. He's just got these incre- this incredible his, his footwork is. Sometimes I look yeah. back and I think, how do He's, you how have you done it? Sublime <laughs> and ridiculous, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah He's that, a weird that, player. That, that 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 sort of remember that that um that move he did against Everton where he sort of took the ball on the inside step, but sort of it hit his static foot and mm. sort of got... I didn't know what he did, I, but it, I, it, looked I, great. Actually, <laughs> it looked great. I really <laughs> liked his goal against West Brom as well when he was running forward and he just kind of like oh, placed God, it yeah, so pa- cheaply. Passed it into the back of the net. Yeah, that was... He's very. He's, I say he's. I say he's weird. I, I think he's just. A, he's a. He's a hard player to describe, isn't he? He's just. He's a. He's a maverick. A maverick. I think he's fast yeah. becoming a bit of a cult figure at Villa yeah. Park. I think he can annoy and delight in equal measure. <laughs> um, but you know, he's. I think he's another one next season. He's. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. I'm sure he'll improve further uh, as we go into 2022. So there we are. A couple of goals for you there. Um, now on to. Some, 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 you know, let's move on to some negatives. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? What, after all those positives, let's, you know, burst the balloon here and go with the biggest disappointment. What has really disappointed you this season, Roisin? I'll start with you. I think Frankie's haircuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah no look i i think it's for me it's it's been the injuries i think and it's nothing that anybody can do but it, it would have been lovely to see what we could have done mm. without having to deal with certain injuries and i know every team has to and i know i'm living in in cuckoo land if i think that these players are never going to get injured but hey if that's where i want to move to then fine um i i just would have liked to have seen what would have happened if even ross barkley hadn't have had that injury um and look jack Grealish, come on not only is he our best player he makes every other player on that pitch good Mm -hmm. you watch players playing around him and it looks like we're watching fc barcelona do you know what i mean um so i would just have liked to have seen where we could have gone and then i think about people like trez or samson but you know people that would have frankie's asked multiple or said multiple times what what would happen if we had the depth? What what could we do if we had that depth? But we just don't. We just we just haven't towards the second half, towards the end of the season. Um, so I think for me, the the injuries we were lucky not to have had to deal with them at the start. Um, and I think it was just disappointing that that we had to. And you know, like I say, I might be living on on cloud cuckoo, thinking that the footballers are never going to get injured, but. Um, that would have been it would have been really lovely to see if we could have kept up that form yeah that's actually a very good a very good shout as you say Grealish is the, is the main one obviously and as mm. soon as he got injured our, our form went off a cliff and who knows what mm. we would have done if if both him and Barkley were um, were fighting fit over the course of the whole season um, Frankie biggest disappointment for you yeah and mine's probably linked exactly to what you were saying probably about the injuries um, and the COVID break in the middle um, it just kind of waylaid us a little bit um, and it would have been interesting to see where we exactly could have finished I think we could have even gone above Everton um, maybe up into 7th or 8th if we'd just been able to keep everyone fit and had a little bit more depth um, I'd say that yeah I think the disappointment for me is finishing below Leeds and Arsenal um, just getting that double over Arsenal being above them for most of the season and then to just finish a bit behind them it's a bit disappointing and then Leeds had that you know late surge to get above us um, but it gives us something to aim for next season and to finish above them yeah I would say I'd say it's all it is all linked to injuries I think and um, and, and lack of squad depth when those injuries happen there's there's um, it, it's difficult to find the, the the, the players to come in and, and replicate, you know, players like Grealish and, and Barkley when he was um, when he was fit and firing. Um, I would say perhaps if I'm going to be even more <laughs> negative, um, I'm a, I was a little bit disappointed with um, Douglas Louise's form uh, this season, particularly towards the the back end, especially because of the the, the heights he. Um, he reached at the end of the season before when he was arguably our best player in the, in the late running, which um, which kept us up. So. You know, for someone, if someone who's a Brazil international, sometimes you just get that into your head and think you expect more. But hey, listen, he's he's what twenty three years old. He's he's very young. He's still developing, and I still have very high hopes for him. But I think, given how how well he he is capable of playing, I thought perhaps he went off the boil. But maybe maybe I'm being a bit unfair. But I certainly think and agree with you that the injuries were where were where it all kind of uh, went off the rails a bit this season. Um, so yes, there we are. We've we've uh, we've talked about the disappointments. We are now in a in a lull. But hey, what better to lift the spirits of the podcast by talking about Jack Grealish's <laughs> clothing range? <laughs> um, the most be, important uh, award. This is the most. I mean, we saved the the best till last year. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if you've noticed, you've been watching the Villa games on, on, on Sky or wherever. Um, men, during his period of injury, the camera would more often than not pan to Grealish sitting mournfully in the crowds, or not the crowds, in the stands, no crowds. He did always look upset, didn't he? He did, he did, despite the clothes he was wearing. <laughs> he, uh, it was incredible. But th- now we've seen him in some incredible garb. Uh, I would say, over the course of that period of time. Frankie, what were Super Jack's best clothes for you? Uh, <laughs> what a round, what a serious podcast we are. You know? <laughs> Take it seriously around the world. Um, for me, it's going to be the pink puffer. Waiting for the rear of the year award, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the pink puffer um, yeah. all over it, you know, straight on ASOS.com. <laughs> Um, ordered it five different versions, different colours, worn them all around. Um, people boo me as I walk along the street because I just don't <laughs> look good in it. But uh, but no, the, what I love about Super Jack is that he's just a young guy, doesn't care, loving life, um, does what he wants great to hair, do. Great hair, don't care. Great hair. Um, it's part of what makes him really likable, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, for me, it's the pink puffer. It just just <laughs> what well, he worked it. He did Solly or proud in the fashion state. <laughs> Yeah, all, it's all tough. people in Solly all wear that stuff. I mean, what, why are people judging him? It's how we, it's how we roll. Oh, exactly, Rasheen. It's it is difficult to look past that purple puffer. It was quite. <laughs> um, it really sort of. It was almost. I, I was sort of stunned when I first came across it. Um, what? What? How did you? How did you uh, there's been a few moments. I did like the warm day when he wore the kind of like uh, yeah, beanie hat. Um, that was quite <laughs> stunning. I like the matching Gucci tracksuit. I'm actually. Um, on his Instagram at the moment trying to find my favourite one of his matching tracksuits and mm. I'll just put it into the camera it's this um, floral number yes yes it's kind of got like yes. if I could describe it to our listeners it's kind of got pink and orange roses um, we've got some sort of blue flower in there that might just be for decoration actually um, so I mean I think his Instagram is better than he looks in the stands um yes. there's some there's some really good ones on there i think do you know what i as much as i love his fashion sense i'm gonna give a bit of a boring answer for his in-stand outfit and say that my favorite is him in that england kit Ooh, come on yes, looks come good, on it? it looks good doesn't it Super Jack in an English kit. And as you have mentioned, I am of Irish heritage. I would have no problem with him playing for that lovely, wonderful team over there. (laughs) But by God, I'm happy he's in our kit. Um, I am so, so happy that that man is now a regular in the England kit. He's done in those three lions. And I think, I think that 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 kit with those letters on the back is going to be the one for children to get this summer. I think he's going to absolutely storm it. He's, um, he's, he's going to, he's going to look particularly good when he lifts the, lifts the, that European championship trophy, isn't he? Exactly. Guys, come on, exactly. come on. Come on. Yeah, um, so I'm going for it. I'm going for him in the England kit. Um, I just think, you know, he probably just needs to pull up his socks in that. So the shin injury doesn't get any worse. Come on, Jack. That would be nice. Well, what a way to win this particular segment of the programme by talking about Jack Grealish's sartorial elegance. Um, (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) You're listening to All Villa, No Filler, our special end-of-season review and awards show. If you have opinions on who we've selected for our awards, you can get in touch with us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can get in touch through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. 
Welcome back, everybody. Now we'll look ahead to next season. We're into a new transfer window, of course. So starting with this question, Rasheen, who would you like Villa to sign over the summer? I want to pull back Sergio Aguero from Barcelona. <laughs> I don't know why he went there. I was looking for him to pop down the M6. Nice. I'm serious about this. I don't know why you two are laughing. Ollie Watkins needs a bit of support up there. Who better than Sergio Aguero? Um, given that he's gone, um, then, you know, I, I, I still want personally someone up there. I don't think we've got the killer instinct up front yet. And maybe it was just, maybe Ollie just needs another season um, to bed in because he is a phenomenal player. Um, but I'm not sure we're, we're quite there. Um, I would like, I would like Tammy to come back. I mm. think he, he's not getting it at Chelsea. He's not doing anything. And he, he you know, he, he works at the Villa and he, he, he had such a role, you know, at, at our club um, and he was so involved and he's such a part of the team. Um, I would really, really like to see Tammy back. Um, and as I say, I mean, we might as well just, we might as well just make a bid for Harry Kane while we're at it, hadn't we? So I think if we, we, we've already lost Sergio, so come on. Let's let's put a bid in for Harry earlier. Well, if, if we if we sold if you sold Grealish, we'd certainly have the money to sign. <laughs> We're not selling Grealish. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, listen, that, that oh, not listen, I'm sorry. That's that's that's, no, that's for another that's another part of this, uh, part of this show. Uh, the next the no, next no, question. No, but no, 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 no. about to do Piers Morgan and Storm <laughs> out. I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Um, no, I for me, I, I want I want Tammy Abraham back. Okay, Tammy for Roisin. Uh Frankie. Who, do you, who would you like to see in a Villa shirt next next year? I think when I look at Aston Villa, I mentioned it a few weeks ago um, after the Palace loss, and what do we need? And I really still hold the firm belief that Aston Villa need a, another option in centre midfield, um, a physically imposing, good on the ball midfielder of the ilk of someone like perhaps Thomas Suchek or an Emmanuel Matic in Manchester United. Now, obviously, it's easier said than done finding players of that profile. But just somewhat, there were games against, I think, Burnley away, Palace away, um, just a couple of occasions where it felt like games got away from us and we were slightly overrun in midfield. And a player like that might be um, what stops that from happening. And that would, again, is an extra, could potentially 10, 11 points. Um, or uh, just a bit of energy in centre of the field and added energy, I guess. Um, but uh, also in attack, when Grealish got injured, I guess Ross Barkley was probably supposed to step up really as the creative force. For whatever reason, he was very inconsistent. Some games he did really well, but you know, there was quite a few where he just wasn't at it. Um, so I think another creative force and another winger. Um, uh, you know, um, Emmy Buendia has been linked with us, 40 million quid. Um, Villa apparently, according to, I think it was Ashley Priest, um, at the Birmingham Mail have laid the groundwork for the signing. So uh, I'd like to see it. You know, Argentina International, involving more than 50% of Norwich's goals, um, could play across the front three, I suppose. Um, it's just another option. Um, so, yeah, and, uh, another two attacking options and a centre midfielder to me would be... Um, uh, nice additions and um, you know could lead us up genuinely challenging for the top six then um, the world is our oyster as we say <laughs> that's true I, I mean I've never said that but um, but I can start saying it um, no well get, no, I get messy in for God's sake yeah, get him in. he's a new um, challenge yeah no well you know we get Martinez to maybe have a word with him when he's uh, <laughs> can you imagine 
Um, but um, but yeah, so, it's telling him Solly Old Nando's is a really good Lionel. Honestly, oh, come try fantastic. it out. Fantastic, the wild herb sauce there. Um, <laughs> yeah, buen buen dia would be. I think that means good day in uh, Spanish, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it, and it would be a good day if he signed for the mighty Aston Villa. I, I do rate <laughs> buen dia highly. I think he's a very good player. <laughs> um, yeah, he would fit in nicely. I agree. Yeah, centre mid. We need an imposing player frankie is there, is there a, a, a player that stands out there for you that we could sign is there any names oh. in the hat that you would chuck in as someone who could <sighs> maybe fit that mold to be honest oh, we do have a very good scouting department now um we you know there's a lot of investments gone into that with Johan langer um so uh i i'm fairly certain they will have a better idea than me of who <laughs> might fit yeah. that position but i think that gives me confidence that we are we might sign a couple of players out of nowhere couple of players with not a lot of money, someone you've not really heard of who turns out to be a real steal. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, as Christian Persley said recently, um, it's not going to be a summer where we do what we've done in the last two years where we make, you know, 100 million or 120 million or whatever it was, um, but just a couple of signings here and there. Um, and to be honest, you know, a player of the profile I'm sort of talking about is someone like Arjen Reiki, um, who I've sort of raved about a couple of times on Twitter and on this podcast. And, you know, he was a big part of the Youth Cup winning um, team. Obviously, he's very young, so, you know, he, need, he probably needs a loan before we can consider him. But he's that kind of profile I'm thinking of, you know, very intelligent, um, knows when to, get, to go for a tackle, knows when to sit back, very calm on the ball and imp- physically imposing presence. Um, I love a player like that. And that's kind of who I'm thinking in my head. Um, but I mean, other, I mean, if I could think of a name, let, let's just, let's get Suchek out of West Ham. Come on, go on West Ham, sell it to us. Why not? You know, wow. imagine, imagine tempting <laughs> Suchek away from um, UEFA Cup, or, sorry, Europa League qualifying West Ham. That would, yeah, be, a, that would be a hard sell. Nah, it's not going to happen, um, but you, it's, know, it's, you know what I mean? It's the, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean in terms of that, that profile of player. I know we were linked with um, Sander Burge a few weeks ago yes, yeah. at Sheffield United, who is that kind of very tall, rangy, physically imposing player. And he actually probably would fit the mould of the type of player that we seem or will be looking to go for over the summer I've, I've, I've seen a lot of reports where we seem to be wanting to go out after players who've had experience playing uh, in in England playing in the top flight and obviously he, he ticks that box so perhaps we'll, we could make a move for him but you're right Johan Lange will probably end up making a, a bit of a left field choice perhaps who knows um, but it'll be interesting to see who we go for over the season and, and definitely going back to Rasheen's point about Tammy you know when I saw him lift the Champions League with Chelsea I just thought, you know, you forget he 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 was banging them in when he when he first returned to Chelsea, and he's just mm. been completely frozen out there. And I just don't think he really has the love of the or respect really of the fans and um, you know no. uh, the staff potentially at Chelsea he's as well. Kind of getting and, the kind of Jesse Lingard, Man United. Like, yeah, yeah, it's definitely got that vibe. And, and I noticed as well when I think Villa played Chelsea. But I'm pretty sure the Villa fans were singing his name and he took to social media praising Villa fans who had obviously remembered him for his time and his efforts helping to get us out of the championship. So he's so well revered and loved by a lot of the Villa fans. And, you know, we need we need another striker to, to, to help Ollie. That that much is certain. So, yeah, Tammy at the Villa would be would be great. So, yes. So there we are. That's 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 people would like to come in to Villa Park uh, next season now and moving if they on want to... to come to Nando's they can come to Nando's <laughs> as well they That's are fine. more than welcome I wish um, Nando's but... were sponsoring us because how would you talk about that? 
Oh, you said Nando's an awful, awful lot already. Right? Perry, Perry, get Perry, Perry Fry over here. Come on, boys. I know. We're really What's thirsting that? after Nando's. Um, well, I mean, those are players that we want to see come to Villa Park uh, over the summer. But are there, are there fears we might lose some players? Who, who, who are you worried about losing from the kind of the first team squad, um, Frankie? Um, do you know, I, I was actually really worried about Ezri Concer. He was the player I thought, do you know what? He's not got like a lifetime link with Villa. He's from London area. And if, I, you know, he's such a fantastic centre back that uh, he's the right age. There aren't many like him around. If Chelsea came in with a massive bid, I could see that being a problem for us. But he signed a new contract. Fantastic. Got them a lot of these of our... Um, high-performing players this season on new contracts. So I'm now really confident that we're not going to lose anybody we don't want to lose. But if Super Jack Grealish has an incredible Euros and is player of the tournament, I watched the Man City uh, Champions League final and thought, is there a player that someone like Pep Guardiola, who loves his midfielders, would want, who could have made a difference there? Um, I Well, you know, look, Oh, so Super Jack's going to watch... Stop right here. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. So I, I'm of the belief that Super Jack will not leave. Um, I really think we're on to something and it'd be great if we could just get at least another year to see where we can get to. Um, look, he's, an, he's one of the best players in the world. I um, could imagine that he would see those young fellow English players in the Champions League final and think I'm as good as them, if not better. I should be in the games like this. So I can understand that as a professional. Um, He'd think like that, but um, I'm very hopeful that our owners are going to say under no circumstances is he going this summer. Um, He's five-year contract. He loves the Villa. He's a lifelong fan and there's really good things happening at Villa and we can just get another year and show where we're going. And it's all, it's all part of a progression. You know, look, Harry Kane, eight years ago at Tottenham, you'd have never thought they'd be in a Champions League final Spurs. You would have been laughed at. And they got to the Champions League final. They did it. Um, why can't Villa dare to dream that we could get to somewhere like that in the next eight years, five, five to eight years, um, with Jack Grealish leading us there? I know it's, a lot of people might laugh at that, overambitious or whatever, but why not dare to believe? I agree. I mean, I mean, you know, Leicester won the league. That's all. You, that's all you need to say to anybody <laughs> who questions what is possible or not possible in the world of football. Um, so yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, Roisin, any fears, trepidations, uh, lurking? Look, he ain't leaving. I'm just <laughs> going to put it out there. I don't know why. I I just don't know why you would ever leave Aston Villa. It makes no sense to me. It's there's a vibe. There's a vibe about this club at the moment. This is this is aside from the club being the most wonderful, fantastic club in the world. Um, but at the moment, it's exciting. And you know what? I know you boys aren't in the city at the moment, but this city is exciting at the moment as well. There's a revival. And actually, you look at somewhere like Manchester in the 1990s. All you need is one good football team and one good band, and the city's buzzing. And I feel like Jack Grealish and Aston Villa are going to do it for Birmingham. It's going to be revamped. It's going to be a grand open. We're going to win the league, then we're going to win the Champions League, and it's going to be phenomenal. Um, I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't know why you would ever leave. If you have been put at the centre of your boyhood club, you are the whole team is built around you. You, you know, there are like multi-billionaire, trillionaire owners who can afford the type of players that 
that you should be playing alongside um, and, and owners that have actively expressed that they want to invest in you, in your career, in your team. Um, I just don't know why you wouldn't give it another year or two um, just to see rather than what going to Man City and sitting on the bench every, you know, one mm. in every other yeah, game yeah. Or, or, you know, look at players like Raheem Sterling. They are phenomenal players and, and they're just, they're on this kind of, you know, rotation and that's great and they win things and that's wonderful. But wouldn't you want to give it a chance to do that at your team? I just don't understand why you would leave right now at this moment leave this team and leave the city it really makes no sense to me um I think I don't know I don't know what's going on with Douglas Luis. is that I don't know where he stands I, I would I would kind of be upset you mentioned earlier on that his form has been a bit disappointing this season compared to the potentially showed last season and the potentially has clearly got as a player because when he is on form, he's so classy and he's mm. so clever. And even like, I know it's cynical, but you know, like even his fouls are like always perfectly. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's he's clever and he's smart and he's he's a really really classy player. I think. I think he just, I don't know, it just hasn't quite. I don't know. He's not been in his step the the kind of the the second half of the season at all. But I I don't know what's happening with him. But I would. Personally, I would like Douglas Luiz to stay just to see if he if he gets back into it next season. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. He, he would be a little bit of concern, but I'm not too worried. I mean, we 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 are in a very privileged position, um, which we haven't been able to be in for a, for a number of seasons actually, where we don't have to sell anybody. Uh, we're also, you know, we're uh, we're if you look at us even from the outside, from people who aren't Villa fans, look at Villa. Uh, look at Aston Villa as a club who were kind of on the up, were on the ascendancy rather than, you know, where we were five, five, six years ago. Um, so, you know, if you're a player, you're looking around, you're seeing players like Consa signing contracts, Ming signing contracts, um, you know, um, McGinn signing his contract, you know, but Target, you know, you want, you, they, want to, they want to stay at Villa. These are all really, really positive signs. So I'm quite confident that we're not going to lose, um, lose significant players. Even, even Jack, I, I know your concerns about the Euros, Frankie. And um, yeah, who knows? I mean, that's, a, that's a, a purely hypothetical situation if he goes and storms it uh, at the tournament. But he has, bec- he has been dangerously close to leaving numerous times in his Villa career, and he didn't. And now we're in a position where we're on the up. I just, I agree with Rasheen. I just think why leave? Why leave now? Of all, of all times, he's in the England team. He'll, he's, he's been given the number seven shirt, which indicates he'll play a prominent role in the Euros. He's captain of his hometown club. He, you know, reached the, the, the final of the League Cup last season. Um, do you know what I mean? He's fashion icon. Oh, in fact, he's fashion. He's a fashion icon. He wears he wears Gucci Gucci uh, training <laughs> tops and tracky bottoms. You know, he looks great. So you know, why why would he leave? So I'm, I'd I'm say, confident. I'd say there's maybe a couple of things working in our favour at the moment as well. In that, like, I think the the big super clubs out in Europe aren't doing financially very well at yeah. all at Real yeah, Madrid and Barcelona. So I think those clubs. I think I'd I'd have been quite fearful of someone like Real Madrid if he again, you know stormed it um coming in but not, i i'm not i just can't see them financially doing it um and then also harry kane is a little bit older than Grealish, so he's probably got time in his mind a little bit more and also with spurs it feels like they're just stagnating and then even the manager situation i think if i was kane i'd be not in feeling too positive whereas with villa you'd be coming to villa wouldn't you if you were kane yeah <laughs> with, with villa it feel, as you as you both said it feels like 
there is a bit of positivity and with there's momentum there. Uh, and as you say, the city is buzzing. Back to yeah. Birmingham for the first time recently. It's a changed city. People yeah, need to stop mocking our great city because great. that's that's 25 years ago, guys. No. Now this city, I'm telling you, one of the best places to go in the country now. The best. Well, there we are. We went from fears <laughs> of losing players to a gushing tribute to the city of Birmingham. <laughs> Even uh, if it has Birmingham City fans. But forget that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll forget that. Um, anyway, we're moving on now. We're moving on. We're thinking about next season, as, we, as we've mentioned. What, what is the realistic aim um, for next season, Rasheen? I mean, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that Europe is a realistic aim. I think it is. I think it is. And I think it was this season if it weren't for injury, which is why that was my biggest disappointment because I would have liked to have seen whether what I think was possible and whether what a few people had said was possible would have been possible. So I would like to see a next season because I do think that in the same way we built on our squad last season and we'll build on it this summer, um, I, I don't see why not. And, and you've mentioned West Ham. Look at, look at them. They were they were solid this season, um, and I just don't know why that couldn't be Villa. Obviously, it depends on what other teams do as well. But I think I think Europe is a realistic option. Look, when when Dean Smith took us, we were something. We'd had we'd had old old um, you know cabbage um, Brucey <laughs> steadying the ship. Um, but he picked us up at 13th in the, in the championship. And look at us two years later. You know, we've gone on such a run. He's gone up from, from 13th in the championship to, what, 17th in the Premier League to 11th in the Premier League. If you look at that as progression, Europe is, Europe is where we're headed. Um, and I know that I do have a tendency to get carried away. But, um, you know, I really, really do think we are in with a shot at the, the European spaces. Okay, well, check your passport expiration dates and pack your suitcases for next season, guys. <laughs> I um, need to get my second jab. <laughs> Frankie, Europe, are we going well, on a European tour? I did recently change our WhatsApp group name from League Champions 2021 <laughs> yeah, to League that. Champions 2022. So that that's, gives you a sense of what I'm aiming for next season. Um, you know, when Kane comes and joins us and maybe Messi as well. Um, but I... Uh, I think we have to look at West Ham and I think that's where we should be aiming next season. Um, I mean, I always think we should aim to win the league. I think that's what all footballers should think. I remember when we were under Martin O'Neill, I'll never forget Gabby Bonlahor was asked something like, "Where? what's your ambition this season? It was something to like finish fourth or top four. And to me, that was like, I actually think players should just say to win the league. And, and even if it sounds ridiculous, you, that's what you're playing for, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, that's, what I, it, that's what we should aim for. But, um, you know, r- realistically, I think if you look at where West Ham finished this season, um, the progress they showed, Leicester as well, I, I still think we can reach that kind of level. I, with the right signings, I think we could, with that top six is what we can realistically aim for if we get the signings right. Um, and also, you know, the pressure's... It's going to be interesting for Dean Smith next season, though, um, Sir Dean, um, because um, I'm not Sir Dean, um, because uh, <laughs> I, it's uh, it'd be an interesting one if we. I like the way you corrected yourself. <laughs> yeah. <then> as well. <laughs> um, yeah, if we, Sir Dean, if I was uh, Smith, um, if we don't finish, if we don't start well, um, and we, our aim next season is Europe, it's, oh, it's going to be an interesting one for Smith. I think. Um, I think the pressure might be on early next season to get a good start. Um, so it, it might be a bit more pressure um, than it was this season, actually. 
Um, but uh, but I, I, I think if we make the right signings, we've got the squad and the base to push on and get aim for top six. Okay, there we are. Well, we move on to our final question. Now, this is about wishes. Now, I, I, my one wish would be, would, would be to see Frankie go to the hairdressers. Um, but we're talking about <laughs> Aston Villa you, Football You Club and my mom both. <laughs> so what would be, Rasheen, what would be your one wish for next oh, season? Oh, we've got to get some silverware. Come on. We have to do it. I've been to, in the last kind of five, six years, whatever, I've been to an FA Cup final. Uh, yeah, an FA Cup FA Cup semi-final where we stormed it. I've been to an FA Cup final. I've been to a League Cup final. Okay, fine. I've seen us win the playoffs. But I want to go to Wembley and I want to see some silverware. Even better, see it lifted at Villa Park. Let's win the league. Fine. But I just want us to win something. Um, I just think that that's the dream. I, I went out on, well, I can't remember now because it's all blaring into one one of these nights, this bank holiday, and uh, with a few friends and, and it was me and my sister and then a couple of our friends, a brother and sister. And <laughs> the sister's a bit older and, and, and my one friend, he was saying, I've never seen Villa win anything because his big sister took the t- ticket to the Coca-Cola Cup final. <laughs> was meant to go to and she does not care she does not remember nor does she care and he was just like I cannot believe that she took my ticket and I've never seen Villa win anything and there's going to be so many people like that you know we're in our 30s and there's Mm. a lot of people down in their 20s in their teens who have supported this amazing wonderful fantastic club and we've been in a rut um and like I say just something to really really spark ignite that passion you you mentioned Lester Frankie you look at that team and you just think what a moment what what a moment okay yes it was a moment in football because they won the league but even to have won that FA Cup the, was it the FA Cup they won the, yeah what did they win the yeah, other day the, the FA, FA Cup, Cup. yeah you know you 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 I was watching something with Gary Lineker talking about the last time he went when he was a little boy. And, you know, I just think there's a whole generation of Villa fans as well that that will be like that and have not seen us win anything. So the dream for me this season um, is, apart from seeing Jack walking the the catwalks of Milan, um, (laughs) is, is to see some silverware in the cabinet. Frankie, do you feel the same? Do you want to see Jack Uh, Grealish walk up those Wembley steps and lift some some yeah, silverware i think that's yeah. the, the aim isn't it i think you so we're just we've been to quite a few finals actually um yeah it's a bit like andy murray uh, at grand slam as we sort of get to yeah. get to a lot of finals we just don't <laughs> yeah. win anyway. man united been on novak djokovic just I always am. being yeah. there to stop us up and down that chilton line like yeah. every other year yeah we have been to wembley a lot um yeah but, uh, you know, yeah, I was there in 94 when we won the Coca-Cola Cup and I think I was, what, seven years old and I thought, that's oh, easy. We're never going to stop winning anything. <laughs> um, and then won in 96 and nothing since. Um, so, yeah, a trophy obviously is a huge, huge moment for Villa, I think, if we can do it. And it's another part of the progression. But another another wish I actually have is um, Ollie Watkins to get over 20 goals. Um, I think he can do it. Um, he had a fantastic first season. Um, you could see... You know, there were games sometimes where he was learning the Premier League, getting used to it. But what a return he had. I think it was 15 league goals, I think, this season. Uh, I need to double-check that now, actually. But um, that's how well-researched I am. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think um, he was shown... Alternative facts, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was shown towards the end of the season, I thought that he was becoming a really elite um, striker. Um, his movement, uh, particularly in the game against Everton away, his movement just 
gave them nightmares. He was really good at holding it up, which I think has been actually a bit of a flaw in his game this season in, in some times where he's, the ball's kind of bounced off him a bit in some games. Um, but uh, he was just becoming a bit more complete, a bit more dangerous, a lot more confident. Um, and I think next season, if I was to say who to look out for in the Premier League, I'd say Ollie Watkins. I think he's getting so he's getting very close to being a really really amazing striker um and uh very unlucky not to get picked for england uh today um it's been announced he's been cut from the squad but uh uh he shouldn't be too disheartened because i think he um he's got every chance of becoming a regular in that team well it's it's interesting that you end on that point frankie because we're going to move on to the euros um they they are edging ever closer i think we're only a couple of weeks away from them starting aren't we and and two villa players have been selected in the england squad that's obviously super jack and uh, tyro mings not ollie watkins as you, as you've mentioned um beyond that uh, frankie what what are your thoughts on on the two that have made it and uh, and yeah ollie who has just missed the cut yeah, well deserved um, for Jack and Tyro Mings. They're t- uh, two big characters for Villa, two really excellent players. I think um, Mings has the uh, the left foot option, which you know is a unique thing for for in defence at the moment. Um, so uh, you know, Mings also has a leadership quality. He's um, he's just a very well respected person. I think inside in and out of the game. So um, I'm really delighted for Mings to have got there. He's been a great player and servant to Aston Villa the last couple of years um Super Jack um what a story you know there's a tweet I found earlier I dug out that I wrote when he wasn't picked early you know in August last year and Southgate seemed to have a weird reluctance to getting him in the team um and I think he's I wrote rivaling that. his waistcoat you remember when there was that the waistcoats were selling out in marks he doesn't <laughs> want um a more a fashionista coming well, in that's it what? well the waistcoat wars that's what we'll call it um <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it was very very hard to understand at the time. Um, but he finally got his chance through you know through injuries, came in and was as brilliant as all Villa fans knew he would be. Um, he he uh, has excelled for England when he's played for them. Um, and uh, look, there's a, a lot of pressure. He's not played in the in the to such an elite level um, yet. Uh, I would say you know in, in international tournaments against teams like. Um, you know, let's say he comes up against Spain, Italy, Portugal, um, France. Uh, these are all exceptional teams, full of Champions League um, winners. Um, but uh, this is the time to go and show even more just how much we know about him. We know he can play to any level he wants. He's an incredible player, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does for England. And as I said, it's unlucky for Oli, um, but he shouldn't be too disheartened. His time will come. Uh, Rasheem, would you would you would you agree with that? I mean, there were a couple of players, obviously that that haven't that haven't been called up that perhaps deserved it over the over the season. Matt Target, Esri Konsa, those sorts of players, even you know Matty Cash, even though we're incredibly yeah. blessed uh, at the right at the right back position for England. Um, how, how how did you how did you see the uh, the announcement today? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, are there four right backs in that squad? I think poor old Matty Cash, um, as wonderful as he is. Uh, you, we've got to remember that it doesn't matter how good you are. It's what you're up against. And, and uh, you know, every other player is going to want to be at their best. So he's, you know, he's a brilliant player. And it's it's a shame that we haven't got that, that back four, as <laughs> the England back four. Um, but, you know... In time, I'm sure we'll see. I'm sure we'll see a few of them getting called up. They're not. They're not far away. Um, and I think Ollie Watkins as well. I think it says a lot about his character that he's stuck in for the friendlies as well, um, rather than dipping out in, in kind of you know bitterness and disappointment. Um, and and actually. 
probably give it a couple of years and and I think he'll be there. Um, I think he will grow. I think he probably just needs another season, really. Um, mm. Maybe two. And I think he, he will be a, a world-class striker, or at least I hope. Um, I think I might be having to kind of like put my kind of head behind my hands when Tyrone Mings is playing the ball out from the back. It's, it's, I mean, it's nerve-wracking enough watching <laughs> Villa. Yeah. I think if he, if he makes one of his mistakes for England, I, oh, God, yeah. I will be, I don't know, I will, I will be really, really upset for him. Um, he, he does have form, doesn't he, with kind of a, a odd, strange decisions. Um, and he does kind of make my heart kind of skip a beat, not in a positive way, um, sometimes. <laughs> I just, I hope he's as phenomenal as we know he can be. Um, and, you know, I, I hope Jack Grealish absolutely storms it i know he can he's he's just an incredible player and he's you know he's fit he's fighting fit and he's hard working he will push and he will push and he will push and he made the choice to play for england we have to remember this this is his dream this is what he wants he made the active choice to to leave ireland to be the star there to play for his team that he wants to he wants to take forward and 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 i hope he i hope he absolutely you know has has the most fantastic euros i think he'll i think he'll do fantastic yeah well i I think i think mings mings actually has a decent shot of playing what with Maguire's injury and people are still not sure how fit he's going to be for the for the euros and beyond beyond him you know you're looking at him and mings and, and cody coming in so it'll be interesting um yeah, I think I think Southgate as well said himself that um, if he if he had a bigger squad to pick from, he could have picked more right backs because um, <laughs> we're, so, we're so we're so blessed, as I said, in in that, uh, in that department. So it'll be it'll be interesting, and and also just just finally on on the point about the players that didn't make it, a lot of them like Cash and Concert, they have time on their sides. They're 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 young players, target um, and, as well, and Target. Yeah, they're young players, so you know, okay, they didn't make they haven't made the squad in recent months and they haven't obviously made the, um, the team to go out and, and compete in the tournament uh, uh, later this month. But as I said, time's on their side. There's plenty of time for them to be called up to the England uh, team in the future. And just a shout out as well. Good luck to John McGinn uh, for Scotland. who obviously play at the Euros for the first time in the absolutely year. year. I think probably since the first time since Villa won a, <laughs> won a yeah. cup. I 98 reckon. World Cup. So I remember yeah. the last time Scotland been in a long time. <laughs> long, long time. And the Copa America is happening too, of course. So good luck to Dougie for Brazil and Emmy Martinez for Argentina. So that's it. The band are playing us off stage. The ticker tape's falling. And me, Frankie and Rasheen are off to an after party at Prism Nightclub on Broad Street. The crystal is on you, Frankie. So from all of us here <laughs> on All Villa No have a fantastic summer. And as ever, come on you villa boys from Aston. Aston.